Okay, okay. Here we are then. A couple of likely lads here on the Visceralist podcast. <laughs> Episode oh, no. 64. Let me know what to say. Who is that? Who's that man? If you don't mind, it's your, it's your old geezer, the Visceralist. Coming through. Geezer. <laughs> I might, you might have seen uh, the Christopher Nolan flick, The Prestige. Christian Bale's character might have, might have rubbed off a little. It might have done. <laughs> Ain't not it. Might, <laughs> might have done. <laughs> oh, Mr. Listen, oh, I cannot sustain that right. for, for too long. Uh, that was like, what, like 15 seconds? It's pretty good. That was sort of Christian Bale from The Prestige and then... Uh, basically any character from Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, which I also saw recently. <laughs> I saw a lot of movies over the break, I gotta say. I, I noticed. I noticed. Yeah. I, saw, I saw a few. Uh, I, yeah, I did the usual terrible movie obligation with my dad. <laughs> I fell asleep. Uh, Both of us fell asleep. It was very terrible. Nice. Uh, yeah. Well, let's get right into it. Visceralist.gmail.com. We're on SoundCloud. We are on Instagram. Check out our Instagram listeners. Follow us. I'm putting some some interesting stuff up there. Um, I've been putting some stuff up that I'm like, I'll go back to the next day and like, wait, should I should I have actually put that up? Is that too <laughs> that over the top? So mm. get in there and, and check it out before I, I delete stuff because uh, I don't want to get um, I don't want to get canceled. As they say, is, that's right. Yeah. So <laughs> the internet will internet will cancel you. The internet will cancel a motherfucker. If, <laughs> if you, yeah, let let your shoelaces be untied. The wrong day in the wrong yeah. neighborhood. Cancel. Everybody sees it. Game over. <laughs> uh, well, let's get right into trifling in NYC. Uh, our most popular segment. Been doing it for a while. I have a quick one. Um, uh, this is my contacts pickup. Uh, yeah, so um, getting ready for work earlier this week. God, I, I, I was just about to say I was getting ready for work on Monday, but no, it was Wednesday. Um, mm, that's a good week. Yeah, and uh, doing my usual thing of putting in my contact lenses in the morning after the shower. I do this over the kitchen sink, not the bathroom sink, because I need I need some good arm room in order to get my elbows in the right position to put it in. I have hard lenses. Not a lot of people are familiar with those. They are really annoying. And if you lose them, they cost about uh, $75 each. Wow. Place, and they take about a week to... Uh, to get to you, um, you order them. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a hassle. So I'm, I have to be really careful about um, when I'm putting them in so that I don't drop them. So I, and, and why do you have hard lenses? So I was, I am often asked this, so I have a, a good stock answer for you. Um, Perfect. I, yep, check. Uh, I was told uh, when I first got contacts that my eye was shaped weird. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely the thing you want to hear as a teenager. Uh, 
because oh, I also I, yeah, I got braces in my my late teen years. I think I got had braces from like the age of like sixteen to nineteen. Yeah. So that's great. So the doctor's like, yeah, yo, your eye, I think the actual quote is, yo, your eye is fucked up. <laughs> Probably. Um, that sounds very professional. Yeah. So. Um, it's not that I can't have soft lenses, it's that I just see a lot better with the hard lenses. And I have tried, I've tried both. Um, but you so have a backup, uh, you know, like a pair of backup glasses just in case you lose them. I do, them, so I do have my backup fine. glasses, yeah. but I've had them for like, geez, almost 10 years now and they're wonky and I just put them on when I'm going to sleep or like maybe the hour before I go to sleep and take my contacts off. But anyway, um, so they're janky. So... Anyway, I'm putting them on this Wednesday. Sure enough, um, I, I, I put it in my eye. I thought I was in. It wasn't. I blink, popped off down the kitchen sink, which I'm usually really good about making sure the stopper is in the sink. Right. For just such an occurrence. Uh, but, and it, God, this is a fucking perfect storm of just stupidity on my part. It was in the sink, but it was tilted, so it wasn't actually like. <laughs> and, it, and it slid right down the. It slid just that right small underneath opening. it. Yeah, like it was almost like you would have had to have some sort of like a like an Ant Man type figure who picked it up and ran with it over his head, <laughs> holding it over his head down into the sink, chucked it in there. Uh, uh, question. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. Um. I, I don't wear contacts. I wear glasses. But don't you need the mirror to put them in? Uh, no. Once I mean, once you get used to it, you can, I can okay. do it really quick. Like I've had to like, what was I think I like had to pop it out or no? It popped like hard lenses are annoying because if your if your eye dries out or if your eyes just dry from. Which can sometimes happen just from wearing them, like usually, like yeah, after like, like looking at the computer screen and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and I keep, you know, <clears throat> I keep, you know, sometimes visine on, on me, uh, like just in a pocket in case they're getting they're feeling weird. I'm really like, <laughs> I'm making <laughs> wearing hard lenses sound really terrible. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually fine. This is this is the case against hard lenses right yeah, now. <laughs> they're they're usually totally fine. Um. So, uh, where was I? So, yeah, ran down the sink. No, you don't need a mirror. Is the quote? Is the okay. Uh, you could just get used to the, the, the way to do it. So, anyway, uh, so it fell down. Um, I was like, shit. Now, I had my backup glasses, and I was like, fuck, because I don't have a backup pair of lenses. And in fact, I I had to go to the eye doctor because this the same situation happened. Um, like last September, say September 2018. Okay. So, so in that prepared. case, I was well. Well, no. So here's yeah. Here's where my stupidity is coming in. Again, it's gonna be a common theme uh, for probably the rest of the episode. Uh, as even as we move into other topics, um, <laughs> the so what happened last time was. Uh, I, so I got, what was it? Okay, so I lost one. So I lost my left one. And I was like, I called them up. I was like, look, you have my prescription on file. Can you just just whip up a, a, a batch of um, just the left one? Because they have, you know, they have prescription for both both eyes or, or different. You get one prescription for each eye. Gotcha. Um, so I was like, can you just, um, just order the left one? That's all I need. 
And they're like, no, because it's been a while since you've had a, a, a vision check. you got to come in. There's like some sort of insurance law or something. And I think you're supposed to go every year. You are supposed to go every year. And my insurance covers – I have decent eye insurance, so it, it, it covers some of it, I think. So I was like, fuck, so i got to come in for a test. And they're like, yeah, we got to order as a pair too for some reason. Okay. So I go – I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, it makes sense. It makes total sense. So I go in and uh, they do the, the test. It's annoying. But the guy was really efficient, so it was fine. And then um, uh, they order it. They say it's going to be like probably like three days, three business days. And I'm like, oh, great. That's, that's not too bad. Um, and so order it. Three days go by. I don't get a call from them. I call them. I'm like, yo, what's the deal? And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, when we put the order in, uh, the place that makes them is actually run by, um, I guess, this uh, Orthodox Jewish ownership. So they were closed uh, for a holiday. I'm blanking on which one I think it uh, – I, I don't know. Oh, in September? In September? Is that – that might be Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur. Yeah, it was around then. Um, and so they're like, they, they are actually been closed for a few days and then we didn't actually order it until today. And I think it was like, it was almost like I had like my call to them was reminding them, oh yeah, we got to order it like, now. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I, I just ordered that this morning. You know, this is what happened. <laughs> he hangs up and makes the order. Right <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, so I was, then of, of course I'm like wildly angry. Uh, right. So I'm like, well, how long is it going to be? They're like, well, and this is probably like a Thursday. So they're like, probably, well, we'll probably have it like next Tuesday. It's like, ah, got to wear my glasses over the weekend. Come on, man. Come right. So here. now it went from three days to like seven days. Yeah. Yeah. So when I got there um, to pick them up, it was some different dude. And I was like, Hey, my man. Um, so can I just can I can I pay for these separately, the left and right? Because I really just need the left. And he's like, like he wasn't involved in the earlier part, so he's like, oh yeah, uh, I think so, sure. <laughs> I think he literally just what? like <laughs> he literally just like took took the this again, listeners. This is back in like last September. He he took the price of the full one and like divided it on some calculator that he just pulled out. Like this place is independent. It's not a lens crafters. I'm going to some independent. I think he like divided it on a calculator, big ass calculator. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll just charge you like $75 instead of one fifty. I was like, great. Um, cause well, I think whatever, for you. Well, I think whatever chunk of money the insurance company gives me for this, like only covered the uh, appointment. Like the the vision test. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't have, Not so I wouldn't the have covered any, any of the contacts, right? So I was like, damn, I only need the left one. Like I'm, you know. So, um, so I was like, yeah, let me just do that. So, I, so it worked. I just got the left one. Fast forward to this past week, um, and sure enough, I lose the right one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that goes down the sink. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, God. So I called him up and like, dude is like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, we see here that you got you got these in September. You didn't pay for the, the right one. So we do still have it and you can come in and buy it. 
was like, cool, this is great. So I don't have to, like, yeah, my big thing was like, oh, I don't have to wait the week, you know, um, to, to go right. to, to have it manufactured again. Um, and, and like, I can get it like on my lunch break, basically, because the place is pretty close to my office. Um, and so I go, so I'm like, great. This is like, I've had to, I go into my office with my glasses on. I've already dealt with like three hours of, whoa, what's with the glasses? The truest? Oh, <laughs> reading glasses? Oh, there you go. Oh, you're trying to look smart today, huh? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, going to be doing the hard work today, huh? Uh, <laughs> all that shit. So, and here's, here's actually the, the crux. I didn't, I didn't realize when I was pitching the story that there was all this other shit that I just described. Anyway, here's the real shit I was getting to that, that really annoyed me. So I go in and, you know, I'm dressed, you know, I haven't shaved in a while. I'm dressed in my usual, like, so like, I think I actually didn't even wear a jacket because this place is so close to my office that I just kind of went no. out with a t-shirt my hat yeah. and all this and um so i go in and i'm like hey um i called earlier about uh the, the contacts on hold the first thing the guy says when he looks at me is like oh are you picking up the contacts for someone meaning that mm. i'm just like a delivery mm. kid yeah yeah yeah. Come in because it could, could i couldn't possibly be the type of person who would you know be able to like afford contacts like i mean i was looking like a like a like a ragamuffin bower boy type (laughs) it was just like yeah you couldn't possibly be picking up contacts for yourself no not that guy well also maybe okay i to be charitable I, i could say that he saw me wearing glasses and he's like oh well these contacts wouldn't be for you you clearly wear glasses all the time maybe he was thinking that okay right so um and oh and then he's like oh wow it's a good thing you came because we were about to send these back to the thing because we like it's been like four months you never came to pick it up <laughs> and, like, well I, not I, these he's about to send them one back right you know, yeah well yeah that, that's there's only one at this point yeah. there's only that one backup that it didn't pick up in september luckily it was the right eye um and I was able to get it, and uh, yeah, so it was good. And the cool thing is, um, because it's the new year, uh, my insh- eye insurance I can now like use. It's like it's based on calendar year, so right. I can use whatever that chunk of money to get an actual backup set. Um, so I, I actually put that order ah, in, and that'll clever. be yeah, that'll be completely covered. I, I did have to pay for okay. the right for the right eye since it was last year, but I can get a brand new set. For free, essentially. See, look at you See? thinking ahead. Yeah, I like it. Because I will probably lose it, this one of them within within this calendar year. I'll almost certainly, <laughs> I'll, almost certainly, I'll, I'll lose one. You're like that's gonna happen, so yeah. I just wouldn't be prepared. Right. So, did you? You said you had one trifling in NYC yeah. store. Actually, I was gonna say the subway one, but that one was sort of weird. I'm yeah. gonna go back to my. Uh, um, so I was here on New Year's Eve. This, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, so I was working on New Year's Eve. Oh, shit. And, um, it, it was really slow. I, I don't know why I went to work. I should have just taken a day off. But I went out to lunch 
And I went to one of those Thai places. Like, this is a random Thai place. It was over in, in Hell's Kitchen. And, I mean, you're familiar with New York lunches. So, usually, those Thai places have, like, those lunch deals. Yep. You can get, like, the lunch-size entree and, like, a drink and a salad or a soup or appetizer, all for, like, $10 or whatever. Yeah. Pretty good. Good value. So like, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll just take it easy. So That's a good there. value for money there. <laughs> <laughs> Put your kit on. All down to the to the local toy restaurant. You get your your entree. You get a little a little bit of of uh of uh sorry, oh. sorry. <laughs> so I was trying I to think of there. like the British slang word for soda, but um, I, I think it is soda, right? I, think, I don't yeah, know. They probably just say soda. Yeah, I think so. You no, get yourself a Coca Cola. All right, it's got to be something really else, stuff. right? Yeah, it would be sorry. something like whatever their main brand is. I don't think it would be yeah, soda. Fan, probably Fanta. Fanta. Let's say Fanta. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Or like, what if they really love RC Cola over there? <laughs> You get you get yourself a, a a nice can of that. All right, yeah. RC, wow. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it does stand for Royal Crown, I believe. Well, there you go. That's there perfect. you go. See. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm looking, and uh, I think I'm the only person in there. Yeah, because the host and the the chef or the cook, they were just sitting down at a table, just chatting with each other, host slash waiter. So I go mm -hmm. in. He's like, oh, you're here to sit down? I say, yeah, sit any way you want. Okay, whatever. So I sit down. He gives me the menu, and it's the regular menu. I've been here before. So he slides it to me uh, with the um, – so, you know, it's a multifold menu. But right. he slides it to me. The section that is the up section is the lunch special section. Perfect. Save, save yeah. you some time there. Uh, exactly. So I, I go through and he comes over to take my order and I start saying whatever I wanted. I think I was getting some kind of curry. I say, I want the, this curry lunch special. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. It's a holiday. We're not doing the lunch special. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my say, God. <laughs> Yeah, this menu is about to be your lunch special, motherfucker. He's like, is that okay? I was like, I have the red curry with chicken. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, I was like, um, and I think he like, saw my body language sort of slumped. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was like, I'll Wait, just so take it. The, the entree cost? Yeah, uh, so now I have the entree cost and the entree size, oh, but none, none of the additions of the, of the lunch special. Oh, but it's man, good. You your, your throw-ins. No, I got no throw-ins. So, <laughs> so um, he takes my order, goes away, whatever. Some other people come in. They sit down, uh -oh. and they're far. They're farther away. I look over. He does the same thing to them. Doesn't mention that due to the holiday. Technically, New Year's Eve isn't a holiday. I didn't want right. to like, get into it. <laughs> <laughs> the holiday is New Year's Day, my man. New not not yeah, New Year's Eve. But um, he gives it to them. Lunch special side up. Doesn't say what? anything. Doesn't 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 say anything. I'm looking like, should I say something to them? <laughs> Granted, they're they're like four five tables away. They're far enough okay. away that I'd have to get up or like talk very loudly. Yeah, you'd have so to like, be like, I, oi, oi. 
I don't say anything to them. If you want your royal crown, Cola, and I didn't say the royal crown. <laughs> you want your royal crown. You, you'll have to pay uh, as a pound extra there. <laughs> right. So I don't say anything. And they, too, try to order something off the lunch special. He's like, hold on. No lunch special today because of this. I'm like, huh. I'm like, you know, now I'm like looking kind of sideways at this guy. Like, come on. <laughs> and before my food comes out, he comes over and he said, you know, because there's no lunch special, um, do you want, I'll give you a free drink. I'll give you a drink. Oh. It's like, okay. What? So I just got like a ginger ale on the house because I wanted the lunch special, but didn't get the lunch special. So I'm like, sitting well, there wait, drinking. Because the lunch special usually will come with the soda, but then also, uh, well, you might have said this, uh, egg roll and, and soup. Right. So he gives me the drink. But I am getting the on, the dinner-sized portion of the meal. Uh, okay. Mm. Not the lunch-sized portion, because yes. there is apparently no lunch on holidays. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then another Only table big, comes in. Big banquets on uh, right. <laughs> every holiday. <laughs> So another table enters, and these guys are sitting fairly close to me, one table away. Lunch, lunch special menu up again. Jeez. I'm like, I'm like now I'm starting to feel bad. Like, I should say something. I should. But before I can make my decision, he goes over. They try to order it. Shut down again. They look at each other. The one guy wants to leave. He's like, is that okay? That, that He's like, me. no, why? The one special is probably the reason I came. And then the other yeah. guy's like, no, just chill out. We're already here. And then, the, <laughs> but, but you will. I will give you a free drink because there's no one special today. So that? now he's just handing out free drinks to everybody because there's no one, there's no one special. But he keeps, he keeps giving people the lunch special menu and then not even saying that there is no one special yeah. until you try to order the lunch special. That is um, lunacy. And then another, and then another table comes in. Yeah. This happened. So I was there by myself, and I saw this happen one, two, three, four times. It happened five times, counting myself while I was there. And this Jeez. guy never once said there is no lunch special. By the way, there's no lunch special today. Everyone, we got fucking. It was all just a big bait and switch scam happening yep. there. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's what was happening in there. It's the old BNS. I don't know why it was so hard just to say there's no lunch special, or at least just put the menu down to the lunch specials, not the side that's showing. So let me, let me ask enticing you. everybody. <laughs> let me ask you this: so this you were seated at a table when yeah. he comes over and he slides. Okay, so it's not just like a counter, right? Not a counter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the thing that wait, 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 wait. So, so he he puts the menu down. Does he leave and then come back? Yes, he puts it down. Lunch special oh side up God. and just walks away. Comes back with your water or whatever, but doesn't say anything about there being no lunch special until yeah. you try to order the lunch special. So that's probably in, intentional because at that point. Yeah, it's, it's this is a classic uh, sunk cost fallacy, right? And the and the cost is your time. So you've sat down, you've looked it over, you've you've invested some energy there and some, and mm. some time. And so True. it's it's a, it's a well, it's called the sunk cost fallacy because you know you think that because well, I'm already I'm already this. I mean, usually this would be applied to like if you've invested like two million into a project and you've, it's all gone, but you've spent two years on it. Well, you got to spend another. Right. Time, right? 
you're you like, should, well, I guess you should cut your yeah. losses, but you don't because of this. So yeah, that's that's intentional because if you if they just have a sign on the on the window, which they probably should, saying because of holiday, no lunch special, no people, no one's going to come in. But now that you've come in, you've sat down, you've you've looked at there might be I don't know if there's photos of the food in the menu. So you've gotten hungry. There weren't, but I didn't even open the rest of the menu because I came in with the intention, pure intention of ordering the lunch special. Right. Uh, yeah, and it worked. Yep, it worked. they got um, me. At they least got five, me. five times. Got five yep. of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> now, did it look like the other people um, were maybe visiting for, for like, where they like look like tourists because you know house kitchen rel- relatively close there was one square. definitely definitely one table of tourists a couple um and possibly a half of the other table it looked like the guy lived here and maybe like his girlfriend or his uh his friend was visiting him they looked mm-hmm. to be intimate i think like she was visiting but he was seemed familiar and comfortable like nothing was out of the ordinary <laughs> the other the other two tables and then that one guy was like he was <laughs> he, he looked fed up and even though nothing all the guy said was there's no lunch special and then actually then the wrong order came out but i left at that point and when it came out he's like that's not what i ordered oh I was like, shit. it's i was like it's on now <laughs> and then i left like to it's top up. it all off the wrong the wrong order came out yeah like, what is going on at this place is he like high <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. And then like somebody, somebody made an online order. He came in to pick it up. The guy never, it never came through. He had to like go dig in the system. He's like, oh, there it is. It just came through now. And the guy's oh. look at his face was like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is this like the only Thai restaurant for like three miles? Like, no, there's so many. You, you know, Ninth Avenue. Up there is oh, full yeah. of Thai restaurants. Yeah, there's tons. I of just them. I just had a good experience here one time, so I've gone back. It's like the third time I've been there. I mean, it sounds like they're understaffed as well. If there's only two people, um, it seems like there's there were only four. there were only two visible people. Yeah, Especially I mean the guy. I think the guy that was making the food was bringing it out as he made. This is this is like. Do you know that show Faulty Towers? I've heard of it. I've like, watched yeah, it. My mom likes that show. It is. It's if you're into like I don't know, like '80s era British comedy, like it is top, pretty top tier. It's it's pretty good. But it's like it's a whole hotel that also has a restaurant and a bar in it, and there's like four people who work there, and there's all <laughs> kinds of shit. That, I think the episode is definitely it's on Netflix, I believe. If not, then some <laughs> there are a few on YouTube, so it's worth checking out. Um. But yeah, it's like I mean that that just the thirty minutes or forty minutes that you were there, the level of incompetence that you've described. Oh, oh yeah, it was so much, so much. That's wild. <laughs> so so yeah, that was my New Year's Eve trifling, and then How and then and then the food's good. The food, but it was honestly, it was too much. I didn't want the dinner size oh. portion at lunch. Yeah. That's that's a lot, especially you putting you mixing the rice in or no? Oh wait, yeah, I was mixing I was mixing the rice into that curry, and then I had to go back to work. Like I didn't, I didn't really want all that food. Yeah, yeah, but you know, so be it. Next, we'll go. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna wait for the next holiday. (laughs) I'm gonna make a special, make a special trip there. (laughs) 
Well, well, next, just, to, just to see what happens. The next holiday is Martin Luther King Day, and it's in a couple I'm gonna, weeks. I'm going to go up there, sit it's down. It's on a Monday. Don't go sit up down. on a Monday. I know. I'm going to go into the city. It's going to take you like two the, hours to get there. Into the city just for this. He's gonna, if he slides that menu over to me with that lunch special, looking oh, at my yeah. face, and I try All to right. order it again. Yeah. Mm. You should have like one of the just have bring like one of those tall cans of Arizona. You could just smack them upside the head with it. (laughs) Well, no, the key there actually would be to go on. um, You could probably go anytime that MLK weekend because apparently like anything around a holiday is is tech qualifies as a holiday. He was probably in there on like the day after, like January 2nd. It's a holiday. (laughs) No, it's a holiday week, so no one special. Yeah, you you know that was the only thing that everything. I mean, he was nice. He was friendly. The service was good, except for him. You know, omitting that crucial fact. (laughs) It's crucial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, speaking of omitting crucial facts. Let's get into our. You know, we got to be one of the only podcasts in the world that covers this. L, has covered this L train shutdown in a really extensive way, and we're going to continue here. Uh, just for a little bit of background, uh, listeners, um, one of the 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 L the L line or the gray line on the subway was scheduled to be shut down starting this April, April 2019. Uh, for the for the next eighteen months, due to needed repairs, um, uh, that was uh, there's a lot of damage called caused by uh, Hurricane Sandy, uh, and they were just they were like we got to do these repairs. Um, so we and the MTA, which is the organization that you know the governmental organization that runs the subways systems in the city, uh, they did extensive research over a couple years, and they said, look, this is going to be the best way in terms of like. And this, this is, I should say, the L line is like a crucial subway line for people who live in Brooklyn uh, and want to get into the city uh, and vice versa, uh, but more so people who, who work in the city and live in Brooklyn. It's, it's tons of commuters uh, in the morning coming in and in the evening going back out to Brooklyn. So crucial. Shutting it down for 18 months is, you know, pretty serious, but apparently necessary. And there are all these mitigation efforts, uh, like increasing bus service um, in certain areas, increasing subway service on like so other subway lines nearby. Anyway, right. it was a whole shit show. And there was, was going to be a shit like, show. A new traffic pattern on the Williamsburg Bridge. Like there was a lot of shit that was supposed yes. to be happening. And we've, we've talked about this uh, in, in earlier episodes, uh, so you can go find those. But anyway, uh, our governor, uh, Andrew Cuomo, this week, uh, he decided after uh, – well, he decided that and, – and he does technically have, have substantial control over the MTA, although he likes to sort of downplay that when shit goes wrong. Um, oh, he does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He loves that. Um, he uh, announced that the shutdown will no longer be needed. Um, they'll be able to – no, no full shutdown. What they will do instead is they can make uh, the necessary repairs over by by reduce essentially reducing service on the weekends and in the evenings um, by just shutting down one tunnel at a time. Um, 
which is something that is done occasionally on on the weekends. I've seen this, you've seen this many times over right. the years. They, they'll shut it down so that only one tube runs. So essentially, it's just like a shuttle that goes between Brooklyn and Manhattan, and then the rest of the service uh, in Manhattan and in Brooklyn is is relatively normal. Um, it does slow things down quite a bit, um, but it's definitely way, way, way better than shutting down the line entirely. In theory. Yes, agreed. Uh, now, the scuttlebutt around this <laughs> uh, occurred with, with uh, a couple – we did two press conferences to discuss this, first to announce it and then the next day to take follow-up questions on it. And it's gotten – now it, it looks scary, It's to me at least, uh, in my opinion. It's, it's, it's gone from like, okay, dealing with the 18-month shutdown, oh, uh, that's going to suck. To oh we don't need to do this yeah they could have like why can't they just do it on the weekends uh, nights and weekends and then reading a little bit deeper into it it's like oh shit they this 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 could be very bad uh, would you like to get into why it could be bad what 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 are the concerns are or do you want to outline the new plan. Well, I, I'm still not a hundred percent sure about this new plan. Like even with his. Um uh press conference mm -hmm. I, that shit was confusing yeah he's he's not been very clear he's he's it's been dodgy about giving straight answers so basically here, here's the yeah. basic here's, I mean, here's, what, what i got from it i don't know i guess we can go i'll get and say what i got and what you right. got right. for for some reason they just in the uh initial assessment didn't talk to these experts from like Columbia University and what was the other place? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, and, some, and, and Cornell. And now, you know, Cuomo went into the tunnel himself and right. got some input from, from these transportation experts. And all of a sudden What's now they, now they don't need to do it. And yeah. they got a new plan and he's talking about, um, what did he say? Yeah, hold on. I was looking at something. He was talking about wrapping benches and fiber optic cables. And yeah, like so let me break down. The, like the, so the basic ideal is there's power lines that are needed to go to run the entire length of the tunnel. Right now, those lines are behind a wall, essentially, like behind a, the cement wall, um, just for like safety. I think that the deal is that they need to, these power lines are going to need to be replaced. Um, and, and one way of the way they thought they would have to do it is completely tear down the whole entire wall, right. um, get in there, replace the cables and then completely rebuild the wall. Now that was the original plan. This, this new plan is apparently there's a way that they can like hoist these power cables on like a series of racks and like wire supports so that they don't have to tear anything down they just have to build these supports in but like i feel like i've i feel like i've seen that in train lines already within the city i mean he's saying that so yes he consulted with these experts from cornell and columbia and i believe there's a new i don't know if he's the head of the subways or like some consultant that they brought in from europe or he's he's worked on a lot of subway projects in Europe and this is he said this is what they do there apparently no one in the states has done it this is new to the US but apparently it works well 
Um, I did hear a, a counter report that actually this is what the the path trains do. The the path trains that go between New, just New Jersey and the, the city. Oh, okay, right. And it seems to be working well there. Um, so sorry, sorry. Go on. Um, no, 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 no. The path path train service. Uh, that's good if they're using those. I mean, <clears throat> I guess the my question is why, why, why now, exactly. or just why? Period. Yeah. Well, why now? I mean, if the path train was already doing it, and the path train was aware of this, I mean, he is in charge of. Technically, he's one of the two governors in charge of the port authority. And yes. the path train, I think, is operated by the Port Authority. So yes. he should already be aware of that technology. Yes. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't get it. I'm so confused yeah. by the whole thing. So I think the, 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 the thing that's surprising everybody is that, or that, that's, let's say, rankling a lot of people, is that this has been in the, the, the works, like the 18-month the sh shutdown has been in the works for... <laughs> Two years, at least, if not three. I mean, Hurricane Sandy was in 2012. Uh, right. Yeah. So the, the, this plan for like, they knew there was something that was going to have to be done about these tunnels. Right. And, and there was there was the back and forth about can can do we have to shut it all down or can we do it like this? Yeah. And I and, think they did some sort of analysis and they thought that the complete shutdown was the best choice. Yeah. And so to now come in with and oh, and he didn't tell like he didn't give the anyone at the MTA uh, a heads up that this was his decision that he's made unilaterally. And the, 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 the cynical read on this is that is maybe twofold. Like you just bring in your consultants that you found. Not a relatively, I mean, again, he sort it's an odd situation because he does technically, I believe he, he, through his budget, budgeting process, he has control over who is on the, the, the headboard of the MTA or something like that. I believe uh, so. He, he has a certain amount of control, even though he likes to pretend, like you said, that yeah. he doesn't really have any control. Right. Technically, he's not the head of the – there is a, he, a separate head of the MTA that isn't entirely accountable to him. Whereas, you know, if he's handpicking these consultants, even though, you know, Columbia, Cornell, you know, decent schools, I, I guess. I don't know what their structural engineering programs are like. They, you, you would hope they're, they're pretty top-notch, but who knows. Yeah. And, and it's just two, two consultants that came in on – apparently – this was the purpose of um, a little tour that he took of the subway on December 12th. He took like, there was, it was, that was odd. Like news reports came out like the day after, like, or no, the day of, cause he went early morning. He's like, yeah, he like went in the tunnels with his crew. Um, and they just, uh, they, they were like investigate, like looking into it. Crap. <laughs> I love that picture, by the way. I saw. I don't even know what newspaper where I saw that picture of him just climbing around the tunnels. It's like, oh man, this is <laughs> yeah, wonderful. He's wearing like some flak jacket. Yeah, like, going around with a light, like looking serious, like looking so at serious. stuff, right? With his hand on his chin, like hmm. Yes. Like, yes, of course. And it's, 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 I think there's just, he's like all by himself too. Like what conclusions did he draw? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, there might've been a photo of, or some video footage of him tapping on the wall <laughs> and like putting his, his one hand up against the wall and then tapping the back of the hand. And yeah, then like ear up to it. I don't, see, I don't know if there's footage see, of that. I, Like I, I get that there are, there are other ways to do things. Yeah, that's, that's cool. But 
I didn't realize that he can just, I mean, he has a lot of power. He's like, no, we're not doing that. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. But I'm like, how is that possible? Is that, po- I mean, he just did it. So I guess it is possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you're asking, how is this happening? Well, sure enough, it's happening. I mean, the thing is yeah, like, like, I didn't realize that he had that already, kind of power. There's already been millions of dollars spent in the initial assessment. Millions they dollars spent. They, so they've done, they've done some stuff. Like, have you seen that Bedford Avenue stop? They've been doing all types of random stuff over there. And like I First Avenue too. What does it look like? The, where it's the a construction. They're, they're doing a lot already. They've shut, they've like, I don't even know what it is. It just says this is for a better L train. And it has all this prep work that's happening, big fenced off areas. I think they're doing it on First Avenue too. People were taking pictures of like some green sludge that they've been digging out of the subway. Right. Like it, th- things are, I mean, things are happening. They've hired the contractors, the construction companies to perform this work. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to go, now you have to either void or alt, completely alter those contracts. Like, yeah, they know. built, they rebuilt, or they 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 took down one entire lane uh, on of traffic on Delancey Street to build a really dedicated bike lane. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even see that. that yeah, they that did comes, that already. It, yeah, it comes off the Williamsburg Bridge uh, directly onto Delancey Street, and then all the way down Delancey Street, and then I I think um, right. So they're just gonna stop doing that? Well, no, it's already done. That's the thing. So that part's done. That's who knows. Like I remember those that being shut down for a while. Like they've already they're already in they're they're already in it. Like the eighteen month plan isn't just shutting it down and then go. It's already we're already in it. It's been we're in it. We've been in it. Right. That's the thing. Once they announced that that was what's going to happen, it's going to be shut down. They didn't announce the specifics. I don't think they knew the specifics at the time, but they just knew it needed to be shut down. And then they started with all of these, you know, these little plans to, to I guess, to augment the transportation options. Yeah. For that. I mean, and, look, I, I was very dubious about the, the because I live in the Lower East Side, like the, the plan to just have like running, I think, was 80 buses every hour over the oh, bridge. Oh, that, that was that, would, that's that a seems for the impossible. Yeah. yeah, and there were going to be like no passenger cars, no, like, uh, yeah, only cars with like three or more people in them and like a thousand buses running. Like, Yeah, that seemed like a shit show waiting to happen. So I've certainly complained about that. And like this does, uh, I will say, look, it, it sounds like a better solution but the, to just do it willy-nilly, and that's really how it feels. I think he's done it willy-nilly. So, and there's two really, really troubling aspects of this, in, in my view. A, um, there was a report that he called Elon Musk uh, <laughs> up in the past couple months to to assess, like, like he, he said some quote in one of his press conferences, like, look, Elon Musk taking, taking cars that can go into outer space. Not true. Not even close to <laughs> no, we didn't say that. He, said, he did yeah, not Elon say Musk, he no, was taking he, cars into outer space. No, cars like, that can get into outer space. That was. <laughs> and he's like, so he can he can do that. So he should be helpful with getting, uh, you know, a couple tunnels. Or, or no, he's or maybe he was like re- he said something like that, and he also referenced um, this new tunnel that uh, Musk's company has built um, in uh, Los Angeles that allows for like. Oh, that's right. They're doing that. Yeah. Right. Which, and it's on some like track. It's supposed to be like more efficient or something. It looks terrible. Looks like an awful idea. Um, And it's not, it's not like this is the thing with public infrastructure and public infrastructure projects. They have to serve 
everybody, especially New York, they have to serve. Um, you have to you have to find ways to benefit the the most people you can and mitigate the danger and the harm to people's lives as big as possible. And so this is why we pick on you know stuff happening to the subway system because it 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 is really great, or at least in my view, like I I love this, the NYC city subway system as much as someone can let love or work a public transit right. infrastructure. It's great, and all like this. Look, the L train shut down. Act of God, effectively. Um, so it has to be yeah. managed. There's, it just feels like this. If you bring in Elon Musk and you and you're talking about two consultants and you're talking about shit that's never been done in the U.S., but it's this is the thing. It's like new. It's like it feels like something out of Silicon Valley. The, the you see, you see, but I, I like it at the same time. Like you do. Aren't you nervous? I do. I, I, I'm, I'm nervous, but, you know, like, like big government is trying something new, trying something experimental. I mean, it can go disastrously wrong. So this is one of his quotes, right? <laughs> no one has ever, no one has used fiber optic system cables on bench walls to detect motion. I guess that's the walls of the, of the train. I don't even know what that means. No one has well, ever used fiberglass wrapping on bench walls, so you don't have to replace them. This has never been done before. So that is like scary, but kind of cool at the same time. And like not very like government-like to do something that's never been done before. That's usually private sector, and then the government yeah, takes it. Right, yeah. But well, well here's another quote from that, that Gothamist article that, that I sent. So no one has no one has put forward a remotely satisfying explanation for why this solution is only being presented now. <laughs> and full of college deans managed to strike down the collective wisdom of the MTA engineering team in a matter of weeks. Yeah, that is true because those MTA like engineering guys, they know what they're doing and yeah. they've been doing it for for years and they're very familiar with the system because they've been there and they've experienced all the different things that can happen within the current MTA system. So, apparently, this this solution of working on it um, for nights and weekends was considered uh, like a couple years ago when when they were originally deciding. Okay, what do we do? Yeah, that was. I believe that was and, an option, right? Well, it was, but it was dismissed because. It was dismissed. Okay, so fine. But but that was because they were operating under the idea that okay, no, we have to tear down these beach walls and then build them back up. This new method, I guess, allows for it to do to do a nights and weekends thing. Right. So the other the other thing is okay. Let's get let's get to the lapel. <laughs> the turning moment. The, this is the decisive moment in 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 the shutdown. <laughs> Yeah, so Cuomo gave his initial press conference, uh, and let me – I have this article pulled up. I, I mean, honestly, I think it's like you had texted me earlier. It is like uh, pure so, Donald Trump. This guy just just appealed to his ego. Well, so well, if – okay, so so what happened apparently – so he, so this week, Andrew Cuomo gave the initial press conference that we're not doing the 18-month thing. We're doing nights and weekends. The next day, he gave another press conference because, um, understandably, people had a lot of questions. And this was more of an impromptu one, I th think. At least I feel felt like it. What he claimed as the turning point for why he decided um, to go away from the 18-month plan to nights and weekends was 
apparently uh, some he was a quote, governor governor Cuomo again governor of New York <laughs> walk, walking around Brooklyn and uh, let me let me just read this verbatim. Uh, this is a quote from this press conference. How I got involved, actually, uh, the vignette is I was going through the campaign and I was in Brooklyn towards the end of the campaign. He's referencing uh, his gubernatorial election last November. Um, he's just going around Brooklyn as part of the campaign. And it was like towards the end of, of the campaign and a gentleman came up to me in Brooklyn and was very animated and came up to me and pulled the lapel of my jacket. I was wearing a suit and went on at length about his dismay on the his L on sorry and went on at length about his dismay on the L train and it was gonna hurt his business and this was a real catastrophe. Um, I I had heard complaints before, but I mean he was really vociferous. He was very angry slash irate, and he said, "Have you checked into this?" And I said, "Well, the MTA is doing it. The MTA does great. Has these great firms and all these experts, uh, and I'm not really an expert, and I'm not an engineer. I don't really know." And this, this, and he, this is Cuomo saying, and he said, this is what the guy said to Cuomo. He said, well, will you look me in the eye and tell me that this is the best plan? <laughs> and I said, I'll look you in the eye and I'll tell you that all the experts say that this is the best plan. But I don't know enough to tell you that I believe it. Here's my and favorite part. There. This is my go favorite. On. No, you didn't even go to the best part. Okay, go. Go for it. He, and then Cuomo says that the guy said, but they told you you couldn't build a new bridge at the Tappan Zee, didn't they? I said, yes. He said, but you did it, didn't you? I said, yes. <laughs> he said, well, did you ever build a bridge before, Governor? I said, no. Well, you figured that out, right? And you named the bridge for your father. I said, yes. I was very proud to do that. <laughs> you see, right there, that guy knew where he had to get. Did you like that reading? <laughs> that was that was an excellent reading. I definitely like the, the voice you did for this this alleged man that that allegedly exists uh, in Brooklyn. Oh right. So do you? Oh okay. That's your conspiracy theory for today. That man's yeah, not real. Yeah. No. I no. mean, we t we spoke before recording, and first of all, how's he getting through his security detail and grabbing my man's the First of all, you just issue, kill them. My issue is, who the fuck uses the word lapel in 2019? Uh, like, I mean, I think back. a lot of people do. What if we go back? He said, this is very animated and came up to me and pulled the lapel of my jacket. I was wearing a suit and went on at length about his dismay. Well, what else are you going to call it? That's what it's called. Know. Okay, look, I don't own a suit. It's like he grabbed, right? he so grabbed my belt. What are you going to say besides belt? <laughs> like. Okay, this is more that I I just don't have any fancy clothing, so I don't I don't. Know. <laughs> really, to be honest, like, is that the belt part of the suit? <laughs> no, it's like the the top, the flap. You know. Yeah. Okay, I got it. You I know what a lapel is. Don't okay. don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. Let's do not that. get hung up on whether or not I know what a lapel is. But yeah, the point is like okay. So look, I, I can envision a scenario where a guy came up to him during a campaign event and was like, "Hey, what, what's going on with L?" Yes, you know, I can L. see that. Like, or during some kind of like a candidate forum or something about the MTA forum, whatever. Right. But rolling up on him on on the street in Williamsburg, and grabbing him, and grabbing him. <laughs> yes, busting through the security detail, grabbing up Cuomo by the lapels. <laughs> 
Come on. Oh, now you got him holding him up? <laughs> Come on. Is like, that realistic? Is that realistic? Not really. I, I could see maybe someone like sort of poking at his chest angrily. Ooh, and even maybe, even that. <sighs> even that. He's going to like, he, that's when like the, the security details reaches and grabs that guy's arm and, and like right. not necessarily tackle him or anything, but like put, push him away roughly and like let's move on, governor. You know? Oh, yeah. You certainly getting roughed up. You touch the governor? Are you insane? Yeah, that I mean, so but but my my issue here is that like you you're this is your narrative, uh, Governor Cuomo. Um, you're doing a campaign event. Someone comes up to you, accosts you, and yells at you about the L train, and you're saying, and your answer is, "Hey, I don't, I ain't no scientist. This is the engineers say what they got to do, so I got to do." But that, and that I mean, and that, okay, and that I'll take that. Problems. I'll take that for a politician though. Be like the experts. I'm no expert. The experts say this is the best thing to do. Yeah. I'm going to so go with them. So listen to the expert. Don't no. This, right. That's not a sign. Like, okay, is the guy who came up and poked you? Is he an expert on anything? You don't know. So why are you listening to him? Don't listen <laughs> he's an to expert him. on listen convincing expert. people. Well, apparently he's like persuasion persuasion one on one expert. But there like, you go. The, but like his his narrative then is like, well, that caused me to reach out and to other people that that might be able to rethink it and like right. They, they, they oh, okay. Yeah, and then I I see where you're going. Like like this guy is the only guy that's presented an alternative option to him. Yeah, the minute yeah, snatched him up on the street. Like, <laughs> yeah, the guy who like grabbed him by both lapels, raised him up off of his feet, and then somehow <laughs> took one hand to poke at him. So he so he's only holding him with one hand. This guy is very strong, but you know, in Brooklyn, okay, that's believable. yeah, they, they build him strong out there in Brooklyn. Fine, yeah. Um, and then and is like shaking him about left to the side and side like a rag doll and then sets him down. <laughs> shaking him about. <laughs> yeah, and that, oh, that's... I got some great images in my mind. I have like Cuomo. Uh, now I'm like turning Cuomo into a Muppet and he's getting like shook shook around. <laughs> Like some man yeah. on the street. Yeah, he got he got fraggle rocked basically. <laughs> <laughs> fraggle rocked. That's perfect. Yeah, and that but that leads him to reach out to these to Columbia and Cornell, and that leads him to take a tour of the sewers like a Ninja Turtle, and that leads him to just be like a couple weeks later, like nah, nah, we'll just do it this way, this new way. That's yeah, right. let's do it because this exactly. new way is cool. Now, I mean, that's, that's another what's disturbing me. He's like, "Stop, stop everything right now! Shut it down! Shut it down!" Right. So now, another cynical read is that um, the 2020 elections for president are are fast approaching, and the Democratic primary uh, or or the the circle of of potential people who might run for the Democratic primary is starting to shape up. There's been talk that he may be interested in running. Uh, yeah, so he perhaps, was always on that list. Right. Yeah, perhaps he doesn't want like a debacle of a 18 month L train shutdown to you know be coinciding with any sort of um, presidential run. So if you just do the nights and weekends, all right, that'll at least kick the can down the road, essentially. Okay. You know, while I while I gear up to be uh, president. And then yeah. and when I'm president, no one can touch me. So, like, really, no one can touch me when I'm walking around because they'll just be shot. So Yeah, he's going to do it all. Yeah. So Yeah, that would that's, be... Hmm. That's where we are. But see, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad, but. I mean, I, from the get-go, I thought it's, uh, you know, look, I was a little dubious about the MTA saying there's no way we could possibly do the nights and weekends. Like, they dismissed that out of hand or really early on in the process. And, that like, that scene sounded weird to me. I mean, remember, that's what they, well, I'm, I'm sure it's, not exactly the same, but that's what they did to the R train after Hurricane Sandy. They just yeah. shut it down and fixed it. That R train they, tunnel. They did, but the R, the the R. There, there. I mean, it's one of four yellow lines, right? So there, there are alternates that are like between the seven and the N uh, NQW at the time. And yeah, between those four, like it's not nearly as bad as like the L train, which is just the only one in the, in that region of of the city. Yeah, that's right. right, right, right. You are completely right there. That's that's the biggest difference is that there's like really no alternative. There's so many different options for the R. Right. Mm. So then, hey, look, I'm no engineer. <laughs> it just seemed weird to me at the time. Um, but I will defer I'm, I'm no to engineer. the experts. <laughs> you don't have a you don't have an Andrew Cuomo voice to yeah, give us. Well, you know, if he becomes president, oh god, you don't want to hear what I would do to an. Uh, maybe maybe next time we're hanging out at the bar, I'll do my impression of. Uh, <laughs> his voice know. is kind of hard. Like his accent is weird. Yeah. Um, Study but, that one. Break it out later. Well, I'll become an expert on that, and then maybe he'll like appoint me as like uh, chief linguistics. Maybe he'll appoint me as like uh, the CUNY, <laughs> the dean of the CUNY ling linguistics program after I work on it in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, stranger things have happened <sighs> this week. Stranger things have happened. Mm. Anyway, oh, um, I do want to make sure we get so we may uh, we're we're running we're running up again. Well, I guess we have time. We have we have some time, but I would like to get to the the movie reviews. Did you, oh yes. Did you watch Bandersnatch? No, but I read the wiki. Okay. I don't I don't well, know if I want to watch it or not. I well, mean, I Netflix is just like forcing it on me, so maybe I will. Yeah. Uh, well, let's maybe we can do these quickly because I also didn't watch Bird Box, but I read the wiki on that, and you did watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, based on that and your tone of voice right there, why don't, why don't we get into Bird Box too first? Because it, I will say, the Wikipedia entry made it sound pretty interesting, like an interesting concept, and having to be blind, blindfolded walking through the woods and shit looked looked interesting. What you're saying. The concept is fairly interesting. However, if you've read the book or seen the movie Blindness, you've already had that, um, right? You've already seen been in that type of world. The movie Blindness? There's. A, I think uh, it was called Blindness or Blind. It's a book, too. It was ultra depressing. Oh, yeah, no. I wouldn't have. Uh, wouldn't have let me see. Is it called Blindness? Mm. Blind, I think it is. Um, it is. Blindness. It is called Blindness. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you want a nice downer right. book, downer movie, go watch it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want that, so go on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Bird Box, don't waste your time. 
it's boring. <laughs> uh, well, why don't you outline for the listeners who haven't um, aren't familiar? Just a brief outline. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So the premise the premise is there is some kind of invasion. Um, well, I actually got another theory on this. I was talking with someone the other day, and they presented something else. But I'll just say what the film makes it seem like okay. happened. Right. is that there's some sort of alien invasion it starts in europe and it spreads across the whole world where um there are these well i don't hmm. the question is are they invisible or are we just never able to see them in the movie well you never see the actual monster or the actual alien but it doesn't what? you never you see it as as the viewer however you do see it. The people in the in the movie see it, but how it's presented and represented is like trees moving. It's it's like a wind monster. All you see is like leaves blowing and, and like and stuff like that. And it's like whispering to people at the end. So if you see one of these, then somehow it makes you see your worst fear or terrifies you into essentially killing yourself. Right. Um, and people are driving cars and into, you know, crashing cars, getting run over by cars, just doing all types of things to kill mm-hmm. themselves. Um, so that's the so basic premise. eventually realize that, that if, as long as they don't look at them, they'll be okay. Right. And then there was some, even some, something else, like somebody tried something, spoiler alert that, oh, I can look at it through this video screen, which is looking at it through the um, uh, the camera, through the surveillance camera, and, right. you know, all these different layers, nothing will happen if I see it, but something okay. does happen. So even even that that doesn't work, is looking through it, um, looking at these things through, um, what is it, like a proxy, whatever you want to say. Right. So any type of, except, this is the thing that also didn't make sense, so if, but I guess there are certain people that can look at it and they want to see it and they were es- escapees from some kind of criminally insane mental institution mm-hmm. and they were like making people look at it and they oh. can look at them and nothing happens to them. They sort of worship these things as, oh, it's beautiful. And they're on, you can tell who they are because their eyeballs are a little fucked up looking. They nice. look different than everybody else's eyeballs. Oh, like my But eyes. they don't. Yeah, right. Uh-oh, you might be, see? Maybe uh, you would, uh-huh. maybe you'd be able to look. Um, but they can, I guess, look. They want to see it. Maybe that's the difference, is that they want to see, see it. it. I don't want to see it. And so nothing, <laughs> so nothing, nothing happens to them. And so they spend the movie, like, making people look at this shit. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> All right, I'll stop fucking around. Uh, so, what, tell me why you don't like, or tell me you, you could choose with the order. Uh, tell me your friend's theory, and or tell me why you don't like it, or both. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why I don't like it first. Okay. Nothing happens. <laughs> uh, the movie okay. begins and it ends. There's, I guess, there's somewhat. You see, I mean, some kind of growth in Sandra Bullock's character. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I mean, I guess people that really like the movie will be like, oh, yeah, she she finally gave the kids names at the end. In the beginning, they were just called boy and girl because yeah, she had this, this weird like attachment 
I don't know if she had the disorder, but something strange about that. Even when they were doing the scenes before shit went crazy and she's pregnant and she hadn't chosen a name and she mm-hmm. called it, she called her pregnancy a condition. She wouldn't say that she was pregnant. So that part was sort of strange. Um, you don't really know what these creatures are after. What are they getting out of this? They're not eating people. People are just killing themselves. Right. And then what? You're going to take over the world? And then what happens when all the humans are gone? You're just going to start looking at animals and shit? Are the animals going to kill themselves? I don't know. Move on to the next, uh, next planet. Move on to the next planet? Yeah, yeah. This is what we do. We make people go crazy? Like, <laughs> ah, I, I need some sort of motivation for the, for the monsters, right? Right, yeah. For, for me, they sense. had no motivation. Um, and then I didn't like the... John Malkovich was actually pretty good. I liked John Malkovich's character. He he was good. Um, I didn't like the fast forwarding, which is which was harmful. So I guess it was it's similar to Walking Dead in that this like this post apocalyptic thing, and basically you can't oh. you can't you can't trust people, right? Right. Because you don't you don't there there is this complete fear of the other, the outsider. You know who you know, and you trust them. But any anybody you don't know could be one of those like crazies that want to see the thing. So you you, you don't trust other people at all. Gotcha. Um. So at one point they let somebody in, bad person. You know, shit gets shit goes left, and that was terrible. Right. Um. And so they have these kids, but then it just fast forwards from them being newborns to all of a sudden they're five years old well what happened in the five years That's yeah a, like where, how are you taking they, care of survive for five years were, were they in right a that's a that's a food? that's a big deal like i will give walking dead credit for that they dragged the shit out like you saw judith go from from a newborn to wherever she is now when i stopped watching but like they just they just cut that entire five-year chunk out like oh this is where we are now Right. Like, well, how have they been surviving for five years? What have and they been they doing? But were they in a bunker with food? No, they were in a house. Just a regular? What did they block up the windows? <sighs> they did. So they shut the windows and did all that stuff, protecting yeah, I mean, themselves. Yeah, it seems like though, like, I mean, if it's a house, like, I mean, that's what you know. If if uh, zombie apocalypse slash show movies like The Road slash Oh, the dark one. Are to yeah. be to be relieved, like there's gonna be, you know, um, groups of like bandits going around looking for. Yeah, and these crazies are driving around, and then they're sort of bandits, like they're going around scavenging, but they have like a, they have a main base, but they're still going around scavenging, and then the bandits, you know, I guess that's the same with with all of those, right? Yeah, the bandits, right? Yeah. Um. So there was that. Um, they have guns. Who? The uh, Sandra Bullock and her her crew to survive um, for the five years. Yes, yes, because they didn't wear the blindfolds when they were inside, so they had guns to protect themselves. Okay. As long as everything was blocked off, you didn't need to wear. Um, but like it was completely unrealistic. How are you gonna navigate a river with a blindfold on? And the rapids? It's like, come on, come on. I I couldn't get down with any of that. Yeah. Um, what else didn't I like about it? 
everything. It was just boring. It was, it, <laughs> I, I really just felt like nothing happened. It was very, it was very boring. Did you fall asleep while watching? Did you watch it all in one go? I did fall asleep. I had to wake up, do the rewind, and then I like spaced out a couple times. Had to rewind. <laughs> But I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish. I gotta finish now. But it was just like, and then in the end, they make it to this safe haven. It's, uh, I mean, another spoiler. They make it to the safe haven. That's a school for the blind. So it's like Mm, full of full of sighted people and full of people that are blind. And then I, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. John Malkovich's character had a very good idea in the beginning, but he got shouted down. Hmm. Um, because he's a jerk. I mean, he's an asshole. Yeah. Basically, he wanted to. He wanted to. He wanted to abandon. Yeah, you had to have the asshole character, right? And so, <laughs> and all of those. And that was him. They they made it to this um, grocery store where one of the characters was working. Mm-hmm. And they guided. Oh, they drove a car blindfolded as well. By the way, from the house oh, to yeah. the grocery store. Yeah. yeah, and they they used just the navigation system on the car, and it had one of those things where. It told you when uh, objects were close. So that's how they navigated with the in-car navigation system and the like the proximity alerts. So that's right. how they drove from the house to the grocery store and back, which was, uh, I guess, uh, you, you just, just got to accept it all. But I just, I was like, what? Um, so John Malkovich just wanted to stay in the grocery store. He's like, why do we need to leave? We have everything we need here. Yeah. We got food, we got alcohol, we got bathrooms. And it's like, nobody else is here. Why do we need to leave? And Sandra Bullock is like, because we're not assholes or something. I don't remember what, what she said. Because we're so not she, assholes. What? Yeah, because we're good people or so, something like that. What? So she made them She made them all go back. John Malkovich is like, I just want to stay in the grocery store and live. Yeah. <laughs> like, I it's good over live. here. No, yeah. Let me live long. <laughs> okay yeah so and then there was two little kids like i don't know it just didn't do it didn't do anything for me didn't do anything for me what is your friend's uh theory about it oh the theory was the the alternate theory was that the people that were in the criminally insane uh asylum they were technically not criminally insane maybe their eyes well oh boy it goes into this whole spiritual thing (laughs) Oh, okay. So be- because, you know, a history of people being open to other things and maybe you, you can, you are able to see angels mm. and demons and all of these things oh, and yeah. people, people and the regular people say, no, that doesn't make sense. That's crazy. So you have to be insane. You, you can't be open mm. up. You're, 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 <laughs> Their third eye is open. So Basically, but that still didn't make sense. Like, so just because they're open to it and they accept it and then they can see these things and nothing happens to them. Yeah. Right. But then, and then they also have to hurt people. Right. That, that was my contention. I was like, so why are they making everyone else see them and having them die? Like, yeah. well, there was no response to that question, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, up. like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just didn't do anything for me. Like yeah. this guy, the guy that they let in, he, he was completely nuts. And you learn that he's nuts because he opens up his notebook and you see all these motherfucking crazy ass charcoal drawings. And like, oh, hmm. he's a nut bar. And then he wants to kill everyone. And he, he opening people. That's where all the memes, part of the memes. I think the reason I watched it was because of the memes. Yeah, I heard something about the bird box challenge, which is basically just doing stuff with a blindfold What's that? Oh, dumb. And like people getting hurt and going to the hospital and all this shit. That so. is so dumb. 
I think Netflix actually had to come out with a statement like, please don't, please don't do this challenge. It's very dangerous. <laughs> I would just recommend against watching it in general. Yeah. I didn't, well, I didn't you know, enjoy it. We to waste your time. Got it. Uh, we don't have to get in too much into into Bandersnatch. I mean, I thought it was. I love Black Mirror as a series, but I I yeah. thought this was a mediocre episode of Black Mirror. I will say, you did get to see the monster in in Bandersnatch, at the very least. Oh, there's a monster. I didn't see that anyway. Oh yeah, there's a there's like a demon monster. Oh, it's scary as hell too. Oh, that's um, good. How many um different choices? You just went through it once. Um, yeah, I guess I can do a brief breakdown. Yeah, it's famously this is like a choose-your-own-adventure style story, which is pretty innovative in a way. Um, and so I'd say every five to ten minutes, you're presented with a choice um, that you can select one thing or the other. Have your char- the main character do one thing or the other. And yeah. there is a countdown clock for that. So if you don't select anything, it'll just choose for you. Okay. Um, I did. Yeah, it, I read that. So my, my thing with it was like, it does present like, um, I'm not, even, I'm not even going to get into the, the basics of the plot. This guy's a video game designer. He wants to design a ga- his own game potentially with this other, um, elite game designer that he's a fan of or not. And that's okay. basically it. And, and he does sort of become aware that someone is controlling his actions without his Ooh. consent. So it's basically that apparently there's like five main endings and then like another like 10 like sort of like sort of endings and i think that's yeah. what's frustrating because you you can reach points with which i guess happened in the choose your own adventure books too where like you could be over with this quote-unquote over with the story in like 15 minutes if you, you do a certain series of choices like maybe the first three choices you make could lead to an ending and then it's like well, has this been compelling enough to for, to make me want to go back oh, and try it again? Yeah, that's what I did see. I, I think and the I'm like, wiki page said it's the quickest is 40 minutes. Yeah, okay, the fine. The quickest yeah, you can get like through that. is 40, but the it's average about, is about 90 minutes. Yeah, and I'd say my total viewing experience, which was basically just like... Uh, it, it gives you... it'll You'll know it's an ending because it gives you a prompt to like go either go back to the Netflix main screen or like jump back 10 minutes and make a different choice. Oh, and make a different. Okay. Um, How did, um, what, uh, device did you watch on? Uh, laptop. Okay. So you can just click, uh, you click your mouse on the, on the screen. Um, yeah, it's just like, it was like, there was this demon monster aspect to it. That wasn't, they didn't really get, too deep into like that part's cool there's like a government conspiracy angle to it which was eh. there's um this 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 guy this other game designer who's like the elite game designer he was really he was probably the most interesting character in the whole show and he they kind of oh the guy that's in charge uh who can like i saw something like you can you can choose to kill him or yourself you jump Um, off of some balcony or something yeah yes um and that yeah that guy the blonde guy was he's pretty he's probably the only thing worthwhile that him and the demon were probably the only thing worthwhile. i've seen that blonde guy they they show that blonde guy a lot in the previews yeah he's pretty cool the show okay um but yeah just i'd give it probably like a b minus you know i would you know if you i mean it definitely sounds better than bird box from what you're oh bird box is an f man don't waste your time But, you know, we we watched the other Netflix movie, um, The Ritual, uh, a few months ago. I think we, we reviewed it on here. 
Um, did we? I know I, I did watch oh, it. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, that had like a, you know, that was a good way of setting up, you know, really dangerous, like sort of a scary situation. Um, it had a oh, big demon yeah, monster we did. that showed. Right, that was crazy, right. Crazy yeah. looking. Um, I think I liked it better before we saw the monster, though. I, oh, you didn't? You were disappointed by the monster? I, I, I liked, yeah, I liked the idea of the monster. And then I feel like the whole movie sort of not fell apart, but got worse after we, the monster was revealed. Yeah, I mean, it just at that point just became like the monster. He's very easily killed this guy. Why doesn't he just kill him? And then right. the guy somehow escapes. So, you know, whatever. Um, so, so you're giving it, uh, what'd you say, B minus? I'll give Bandersnatch a, a B minus, yeah. Sorry, Black Mirror, I, I got to do it to you. And then based on the wiki of... of uh, I mean, of nothing Earth. happens. There's not even like, they don't even fight any monster. There's <laughs> no monster fight. Like. Uh, oh, I was just about to call it bird snatch, but uh, oh, you're mixing them together. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I got to tell you, I may I may give it a, a quick quick ten minutes of my time to see where it goes. Mm. Mm. May, may do it. Like it, it's compelling in the beginning because that part is sort of it's interesting actually. Like the first first twenty minutes are actually kind of good, right? But then the rest of it, you know, it sucks. Hmm. Like when shit when shit starts to get crazy, like it's good. Like yeah, like the introduction to the characters, and then when everything you know turns into mayhem, and that initial like um, grouping off and try to figure everything out, that part was actually pretty good. But then it just got bad. Uh, I don't okay. think I don't think they really like knew what to do with it after that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just throw Sandy Bullock in it. It'll it'll be a hit. It a hit. That's a hit. <laughs> Throw Sandy in there. Who doesn't like to watch a little bit of Sandy? Mm. All right. Um, oh. San oh, Sandy playing right there. See, that was, we segued without even knowing. And now we're segueing away <laughs> to, uh, uh, let's just recap uh, the Ohio State football season. Uh, we, we don't have to do too much time on this, but uh you know oh, oh, oh um well i do want to hit on that notre dame thing actually uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that is your mm, that's yeah. been getting your what is it getting your goat is that a thing get really yeah, gets my goat so. yeah well fuck it let's do that first like notre dame got into the top to number into the top four teams that make the college football playoff um meaning that they had a shot at at playing in the national championship game and, and potentially winning. Uh, Ohio State was just outside of the uh, top four and so played a completely meaningless Rose Bowl game. I'm being a little sarcastic. Uh, but really, uh, you know, a disappointment that they weren't in. And Notre Dame was in. And I think, like, them being in um, with playing a bullshit schedule, uh, and now I do, I do know that we, we did cover their schedule last episode, and it wasn't yes. quite as bullshit, maybe, as it initially seemed. But... I'm calling it bullshit. Fuck, fuck Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, not the whole university. The whole university seems... Uh, Just the okay. football program. And not even really fuck the football program because they... It, no. No. The football program's fine. And the school's fine. It's the, it's the system around choosing, hyping them up, 
ESPN. I'm looking dead at you. And Ooh. and choosing them to, to be in a top three team just because they're undefeated. Excuse me. And, you know, this – and really my only issue is that – and. And, you know, we're drilling down to it here. My only issue is is really with ESPN because they spend they have one show dedicated to one podcast dedicated to covering college football. It's called the Campus Conversation. And they, you know, I I listen like I, I'm a, I listen to it like I like any basically any show about college football. Like I really I'm really into it. And so the thing is, they were silent. ESPN was silent about. First, the question about should Notre Dame really be in this? Is their competition really that good? Are they really prepared to, t- to take on um, they, a team like Clemson? Do they have any chance at winning? Or are they going to get blown the fuck out? And yeah. I knew they were going to get blown the fuck out because they don't they, – no. They're not in the Big Ten. They're not in any conference. Their schedule was relatively light. And there's no talk about the ability. There's plenty – oh, plenty of talk about, well, Ohio State uh, lost to Purdue – early on so they should be completely out of the question even if they beat michigan and even if they win the big 10 championship both of which they did mm-hmm. um you know it, it there was never and so my my conspiracy theory and you know one of the hosts of one of their shows is this guy mike golick he went to notre dame his son is also an espn figure uh he also played football at notre dame and um I don't know if they have how much power they have within ESPN, but you know, I, I definitely want to be clear. I'm not saying that because they're high-powered ESPN personalities, they put the kibosh on any criticism of Notre Dame and questioning validity. I'm not saying that. I want to be very clear about that, and I'm just speculating, and I have no inside info. But I did listen to both Around the Horn, which is their sort of general uh, sports news talk show. Uh, like 30 minute show that they released a podcast and I listened to Campus Conversation the day after uh, or with, with Around the Horn it was the first day they came back from break to talk about those games Campus Conversation I think it was a couple days after and there was no mention on either show of there was there was bare, there was a mention that Notre Dame played again against Clemson and the Clemson won yeah. but there was no mention of hey should they have been in this in the first place and there mm. damn sure was no mention of like, huh, well, our number five team, Georgia, lost to Texas. Ohio State did. won convincingly at number six. You know, take those two teams out, Ohio State's right in there with a chance to play for the national championship. Like, no, they were fucking wrong in thinking, oh, well, no, and they didn't want to admit it. And that's, and that's why I'm upset. Sorry for going on a rant there. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I haven't. Um, I I did see the one article that you had sent me, but after that, nobody has really even. I no one really talked about the selection. Yeah. After that, no one was like, "Oh, they're obviously not ready," except for that. Uh, what was that? Deadspin. Yeah, it was a Deadspin article with the headline something like "Let's like uh, let's all admit." Or what is it like? Something like let's let's now talk about Notre Dame being frauds, essentially. Like that was right. the, the thrust of the headline in the article. But yeah, I haven't heard anything. I'm, honestly, I feel like um, there was a lot of talk about whether Georgia should be in or out, 
and that was the the main the main portion right. of the playoff contention talk about mm-hmm. Georgia or about expanding it to eight teams. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of Ohio State talk. There wasn't there was like very little Notre Dame talk, and then aside from whether or not Georgia should be in, then the rest of the talk was centered around a rematch between Alabama and Clemson because essentially everybody thought that that would be the final, which is what it is. Right. Yeah, from the um, beginning of the season. They were- right, which is what they wanted to talk about from the very beginning. They People want to see that, see that matchup, and that's the matchup that, you know, that was uh, – that played out, or you could say that the matchup that was orchestrated – if you really wanna, if you <laughs> if you really wanna be conspiracy theory guy about it, um, right? Because that's the matchup that they wanted in, in the finals. I mean, that's the championship game they wanted. They put, you could say that maybe they put, uh, you know, who's to say the Notre Dame couldn't have been number two? They were undefeated. I mean, why yeah. couldn't have why couldn't have they been number two? Number one, and then yeah. oh, it doesn't oh, actually no, because they would have played Clemson no matter what. It would have been two versus three. Yeah. Yeah, you would have um, had to put Clemson at four in order for Alabama to play them in the semifinal. Right. Um, uh, yeah, it didn't seem like that was going to happen, but no. But yeah, no. That is that has been the thing. No, nobody's talked about it, and now it's just completely overshadowed. As soon as the game was over, people just went to talk about the national championship, which yeah. is fair because it's the next game. But nobody right. has really reflected, and I mean. Oh, Honestly, I watched I watched both of those games. They weren't that fun to watch. I mean, Oklahoma yeah. came back and kind of made a made a game out of it, but you, I never felt like Oklahoma was actually going to win, even when they were coming back. Right, right. Yeah, it's like oh, this is all just inevitable to lead up to the um, you know the Clemson Clemson Alabama rematch, which is what everybody really wants to see. And Notre Dame got in here, maybe. I don't know because of. I think they just got in there because of the Notre Dame name and the fact that they were undefeated, and you—it's hard yeah. to say no to that. Yeah, well, I mean, I can say no to the name. Like the undefeated thing is good. Congrats, but yeah, but you can say no to an undefeated like, UCF. Like, UCF can get knocked out and not even be like, in the top five. When was Notre Dame like this powerhouse? Like for the, and I am sort of really asking, like. The eighties, nineties, were they like eighties, eighties and early, eighties and early to mid nineties? They were big dogs. I think their national, jeez, their last national championship was like maybe eighty eight. I remember that because I got into an argument with this guy on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> about Notre Dame. He was like, yeah, Notre Dame's the best they're going to win. I said, I don't know, he, was, he said some sort of Ohio State slander. When was the last time Notre Dame won a national championship? He couldn't give me an answer. And I was like, you know Ohio State won in 2014, right? 2014. 2014. So, I was like, just get out of my face. You've got nothing to say. I think the last time they won a championship was like 88 or 89. Yeah, but but they are they are historically like one of the best. They're they're like one of the uh, I guess you would say blue blood blue blood programs. Yeah, yeah, could say that. So so they have that going for them, and any time that they are going to have a semi successful season and one loss or zero losses, they're going to be in contention for one of those playoff spots just because of who they are. Yeah. 
Well, you know, again, they were undefeated uh, in the 2012 season, I believe, and they got to the they got destroyed they got to the national championship game they played Alabama and they got worked they got fucking Fraggle Rocked wrecked (laughs) oh my god we continue with the Fraggle Rocked (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know they're not I don't even know if they have the same coach or or what I I sort of doubt it but regardless I don't remember they might actually or they might if it's that Brian Kelly dude I I, I don't yeah it is actually he's done a good job of trying to bring them back but yeah Yeah, whatever Um, (laughs) I know (laughs) look it was Urban Meyer's last season and and yes there's some obvious issues uh, that he he had um, very very serious issues I would say um I think overall he's been uh, uh, he's been great for the program. Um, yes, you know the scandal with with Zach Smith notwithstanding, and and I don't mean to underplay that it was pretty bad. Uh, obviously, Zach Smith's behavior was awful. Uh, Urban's was the bad. I'm not going to get into a debate over that. That's sort of nasty. We like to keep things light around here. For, uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of what we do. Um, but in any case, look. You know, Jim Trestle was booted out over some bullshit. Dog. Um, right. It's actually funny now to look back and see the scandal that ruined Jim Trestle and just to right. see everything else that's happened in college sports. And like, <laughs> this is why Jim Trestle was forced out? Yeah, forced out and like, <laughs> had to serve like a six-game suspension even when he was hired as like an assistant coach for the Colts. Like, yeah. Like, a completely different league he still had to he was punished like he was he was fired essentially the official story is like he covered up for his his players um you, like selling little trinkets that they got uh selling those for money selling autographs getting free perks around columbus right like like he he was protecting his players who were just making a few hundred bucks here and there <laughs> like he gets fired yeah and it was ran, it was like, and like right they they like what yeah they sold items that they had earned exactly. and that they yes. owned and they yes. chose to sell them yes. uh, <laughs> so there was a penalty for that and then it was improper benefits because you know Todd the tattooer was like oh Terrell Pryor <laughs> this tattoo cost $500 I give it to you for $50 or whatever yeah, or free you know? yeah or for free you know but still just, send, yeah. just tell people that Todd did it send them my way you know exactly. it's all good yeah. yeah 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 you get to send a whole like college football program program off as well off its uh spinning off its axis uh, that's probably hyperbolic but uh oh see what i did there um but uh <laughs> and then and then for all this yeah all the shit that's been that come out come to light in recent years and the in right. sports in general i mean jesus guy had his players back like what the fuck yeah anyway uh do you, any any thoughts about the the urban Meyer regime coming to an end the the rise of the ryan day regime which you know um i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens with ryan day but urban meyer came in and did exactly what he was hired to do came in and never lost to michigan beat michigan Mm -hmm. brought the program back turned turned them around you know he came in they were on the last year of their suspension and what's his first year i think was their last year right and I think they went undefeated mm-hmm. that year. That mm-hmm. was the last year of their, of their um, you know, all their penalties. Right. 
And he came in and, and did exactly what he was hired to do. Won a, won a damn national championship in the first college football playoff. Yep. Brought us back to national prominence. And um, he had one of the highest, I guess I would have to look it up, but his, his, like, um, his winning percentage was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. At Ohio State. Yeah, over five um seasons i i guess was it five or six six whatever yeah six seasons he i i believe is it's gotta be it's gotta be under 10 losses like period like all together yeah it's definitely less than 10 losses i mean he changed uh, i read this article a couple weeks ago and he essentially like changed the way that the big 10 um recruited and helped to uplift and help you know he was he was crucial in like the, um, I guess the rebirth and the come the comeback of the Big Ten as a conference in general. You have to remember at the time that he came, Penn State was all fucked up. Michigan was terrible. Like right. the only team that was still oh, kind of right. good was Wisconsin, that's and right. he came in. Harbaugh came in, and they both sort of started this whole like like crazy way of recruiting and. You know, they they just they just raised the level for everyone, and and when he came in, that's when everything in the whole conference really started to peak up. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. So, uh, rest in peace, Urban Myers. Um, rest in peace. He's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you you get what I mean. I don't know. Like. Rest in peace to the Urban Myers era. Myers. I mean, my question is like, <laughs> yes, he's he's not he's not the uh, head coach, but he's hanging on, hanging around. There's like something in the athletic department. So is he going to be telling Ryan Day what to do? Or I'm like, wait, what? That's, he's, he's staying with yeah, the he, athletic department. He has a position in the Ohio State athletic department now, and he's keeping it. Or yeah, that's it his new that's his new position. Yeah, as he retired. Oh, Let shit. me see if I can find it. I think he's something like associate athletic director. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's going to be around, but, uh, oh, geez. What? I can't even type yeah. new, pos- new position. Um, I don't know. It's not saying. Announce his new job for Urban Meyer. Okay, here it is. Following retirement. Assistant athletic director. Okay. Yeah, it's like. And I'm sure. I'm sure the house they have so many that they have a lot. Yeah, they probably do because the the uh, the main athletic director is like the head of all sports, right? Like he could. Right. Yeah, he's the one in charge of the whole sports program. Okay, so right. they probably do have multiple assistants. All right, cool. I mean, he, look, he's from he's from Ohio. Yeah, uh, his family lives there now, so that makes sense that he'd want to hang out. Right, I guess. I mean, I don't know unless it was some kind of well, it's conspiracy time. Yeah. I guess that could be the arrangement that maybe Ohio State and the NCAA came up with. Urban got to step down. So there's no sanctions against your program for this oh. whole Zach Smith debacle. Right. Um, as long as he's not the head coach, it's all good. Right. Um, yeah, you know, uh, seems plausible, at least. Yeah. 
I mean, look, Brian Day co- coached three games, um, one of which was. was oh yeah, that's decent. that's right. He had right. So maybe that. Yeah, you're right. So maybe that was part of it. The, the suspension, the suspension, and that he leaves at the end of the year, um, yeah. and nothing because will happen also, to you guys. I believe you know you know the other te- other teams, other college football programs were looking at mm-hmm. Ryan Day. Uh, as a potential head coaching prospect, so, somebody left. One of the assistants left too. I saw that on the news the other day. I forget yeah, who it was. Attracts a lot yeah. of attention. So yeah, he's on the radar. He was on the radar of other right. coaching staff recruiting. Um, so you know, you know, it, we'll see. We'll see how he does. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean that. Day. Honestly, that's that's my biggest worry. I think I texted that to you. Is that the recruiting, the Urban Meyer? Right. recruiting machine is amazing um so that's that's my well him, top him worry being, right there him still being around is uh you know i thought he was leaving completely i didn't realize he's still hanging around but you know we did uh the the number the 2018 so last season number one quarterback recruit uh, has just decommitted from Georgia and is rumored to be heading over to Ohio State. He, he apparently will be eligible to play next season. Yeah, there is. Um, but we still got Tate Martell over there. Yeah, so we, we we got we got talent. We got talent. Yeah, I'm not too let's worried see. about that. So we'll see. All right. Well, let's give can wind things down. We gave gave you all a a bonus length episode. Uh, appreciate everyone <laughs> for hanging out, all the listeners. Right. Uh, we appreciate you in 2018, that. all the way through 2019. All the way to 2019, Game of Thrones, season eight, coming soon. Oh, shit. Yes. And Glass, Glass is coming out. We're going to have a top notch Glass oh, review. Oh, shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Glass is the 18th. Yeah, this month, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, Avengers Endgame. Good man. Oh man, so much. I mean, I only watched Infinity War for the first time like maybe a month and a half ago, but since then, I've probably watched it like three times. Yeah, I just watched it again. It just—I think it came out last week on Netflix, right? I just watched it again during the holiday break. Yeah. Damn, that shit was good. It was so good. I was like, man, I forget how good this was. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's definitely yeah. End game. I'm gonna have to go see the theater uh, for sure this this time around. <laughs> All right, good. All right, cool. Well, uh, any closing thoughts? Eat something green. No, eat something green. Eat some greenery. That's right. Get that greenery. Yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is podcast. This has been a right. Okay, no, no. <laughs> Enjoy that RRC cooler. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> nope. nope. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna shift my focus on the Cuomo accent. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one to master. Okay. Um, I uh, I ordered three cheese sauces from Papa John's and just that because I was drunk trying to order pizza. Okay, that's maybe the story for. We'll leave you with that one. Swiss that's, even, that's possible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>